0: Member FDIC.
1: Central Division Hockey presents a September look at last season and a look ahead after free agency as the team shape up their rosters for the 2022-23 NHL season, with, of course, our focus on the eight teams that make up the Central Division. The September series continues with the Show Me State Blues. Much like Dallas and Nashville, it was hard to put Minnesota or St. Louis ahead of each other in a prediction for the upcoming regular season. Not sure why after the 2019 Stanley Cup win and subsequent seasons, I have always had a show-me state on the Blues after notable likable departures to the team's rosters. And yet here we are, and that's exactly how I feel going into this season. However, St. Louis is definitely a top three tier central division team to me this upcoming year and i always challenge how good saint louis can show to be and this is probably the last year for a couple of notables to win again in saint louis First off, yes, St. Louis knocked off Minnesota in the first round two versus three playoff series. Sure, but I'm ranking the regular season finishing order with the eight teams in this upcoming regular season. That St. Louis playoff win, as good as the adjustments were that drove it, shouldn't factor in too. like a year ago who of the two teams ends up ahead in the standings going into what very well ends up the same first round series matchup in back-to-back years the team personnel turnover of the starting to quickly feel distant 2018-19 cup winning st louis team i had noted in years prior to this to say already this isn't the same team that won Backup goalie Jake Allen, too costly to keep. Of the D group, departed captain Alex Pesciangelo. Joel Edmondson, Vince Dunn, and to retirement Jay Bollmeister, later Carl Gunnerson, Forwards, Jaden Swartz to free agency. Oscar Sundquist, Zach Sanford, Pat Maroon, Sammy Blay to trades. Alex Steen, retirement and the latest forward casualty, the popular David Perron, and probable Tyler Bozak we should, without a new contract, add as well. It's down to six that remain with the team. That listing who's not and going through them all actually provides more of an impact. It's not that St. Louis didn't transition with finding very quality replacements. In fact, I would even go as far to say the forward group is actually better going into this campaign than the cup winner team was, even with including Perron's exit. St. Louis, to me, the pause is the real area of concern is in goal, and that's hard to imagine with Jordan Binnington, a cup winner, in net backstopping a rather otherwise complete on-paper team that boasts a veteran top 4D group and eight of a returning top nine forward group that had two 30 plus and seven 20 plus go-getters a year ago however it's the recent cup winning team that this current group is compared against and before we get too far on Bennington as a playoff performer I've nothing but compliments for him he elevates and delivers his best games he's a big game player Also, St. Louis is definitely built for playoff success with its vet-filled roster, but the key is the team needs goaltending to get a decent playoff pathway, and that starts in net. And it's regular season goaltending value that I will focus on specifically. The other is the depth to survive injuries at all positions, even goal seems to be in place for this upcoming season for this up against the cap again roster. Truth is, this is a show me year for players wanting to stay or set themselves up for big new contracts with other teams, like backup goalie Billy Huso did in his trade and sign this summer. The popular Perron did it as an unrestricted free agent as well. We can touch on St. Louis penning its two young emerging stars in Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. It's fair value and term, and those contracts likely age well. But did you think where the money to resign all-star, top-line center, Selke-nominated Captain Ryan O'Reilly and asked for but never actually traded away game-breaker Vladimir Tarasenko is after this year? It's tied up with the two younger players on their raises, that only those two vets' final year contract-wise coming off the books, St. Louis affords. St. Louis's jam-packed roster is a one-off year deal because next year everyone can't be paid market value to return. Something we'll have to give. It's not a worry this season, and St. Louis has a good team saying that, but some big names will have different addresses after this season as well. It's a narrow window of a year for this group, and there is a lot to like. It's a cup contender caliber-worthy team in the Central Division and the Western Conference. St. Louis, to me, is well above the playoff cutoff line value st louis gm doug armstrong has always not paid the big contract but kept the group equally paid well to have more pieces and they are right up against the cap again this year a good season probably guarantees it's even tougher to keep together no win roster decisions feels like that every off season for blues fans doesn't it on who stays in st louis and who goes? So it really is individually a lot of show me individual seasons that if St. Louis is collectively focused, they are definitely a cup threat. It could also create friction in the group potentially if some struggle. There are definitely key unrestricted free agents playing for new contracts. Some new talented players looking to solidify spots and St. Louis have some vets whose careers aren't expected to end anytime soon for those spots and keeping them all collectively focused on the same prize, it wouldn't be a surprise. It shouldn't happen, but it could go sideways. Really, a rough start could ignite O'Reilly and Tarasenko trade rumors that affect the team room worst case because even if one not both can't return is treating them as own rentals worth it or is dealing them to get some player assets a better play if st louis gels and stays the course the only worry is that next off offseason players depart because they have played themselves to great new contracts that can't all fit under the cap in st louis however but only a deep playoff run is worth not letting players walk themselves to new teams in deals in free agency that's why it really is a show me year for the st louis team as a group a show me year for some vets needing new deals some young guns showing their upcoming raises are justified and good value, and some periphery players needing to prove that they can stick as everyday NHLers because next year's roster spots may be easier to come by if they do. Likewise, it's head coach Craig Berube keeping it together minus valued assistant, now head coach again, Jim Montgomery, no longer in the mix. And considering the whole group of assistants were considered for head coaching spots, not just the one that left, well, Mike Van Ryan and Steve Ott remaining was the good news because the three were all under consideration for head coach NHL jobs. Forgive my lack of enthusiasm as longtime NHL player, coach, and time as a GM Craig McTavage takes Montgomery's assistant spot, although maybe the responsibilities are assigned differently. I'm not a fan of this addition. Remember when he was a head coach, not being a fan of him at that position, and I'm not going to pretend that I'm all-in-all all a fan, but maybe Mac as an assistant, not head coach, is a good fit time will tell. What should be appreciated is that Montgomery's fit in his short time was beneficial to St. Louis and how his departure with what his input and role to St. Louis success was might be more impactful in his absence. But if it's the opposite, we may not notice any real different change at all, even though there was one in the coaching staff. Breakaway time and back with more.
2: to earn advertised APY.
0: Hi, this is famous Formula One driver Will Arnett. Join me and comedian Mika Hakkinen on our new Formula One radio program, The Fast and Loose Post Show, live on AMP every race Sunday. Download the AMP app today and follow AMP Presents F1 to join the show.
1: let's look at the st louis roster changes for this upcoming season as it's currently constructed cup winner and postseason reclaimed starter goalie jordan bennington 29 does return with five years left on his six million per one that value absolutely until he was injured in the postseason is full value during the playoffs let's not mistake his game elevation capabilities in the season that matters that his playoffs was only five games played well that's the unfortunate part of last year's story you have to remember though it was now departed backup goalie Billy Huso who pieced together his NHL game and who took the starter duties over to get St. Louis into the third spot Central Division playoff seeding Huso's new deal a draft day trade and sign to Detroit landed him a new 4.75 million three-year deal a market overpay and certainly a reminder after struggling as a backup two years ago after St. Louis Louis departed with that goalie now in Montreal Jake Allen it's how it seems to come around to the same storyline in St. Louis in that and I for one was adamant back when St. Louis needed to find a way to keep Allen and not trade him and well at Huso's AAV in Detroit you won't hear me even lament for a nanosecond let alone a minute, Huso in the same way. St. Louis wasn't keeping Huso at $2 million. That would be near to proper valuation. And off-topic but divisionally relevant is how Dallas goalie of the future Jake Oninger is at $4 million per on his three-year new deal. A stellar take his goal challenge team to overtime game seven in the first round. And Huso, with a less proven track record, a playoff proper dud, was nearer AAV to Nashville's UC Sarles of the two. Have fun with that, Detroit. Reminds me of Miko Koskin and Steele in Edmonton on a one year of play, but really unproven overpay. Just saying, everyone knew Huso was over St. Louis's allotment for a backup goalie in value because they don't have a high value for it. You knew Huso was moving on like Allen was backup costs for the upcoming year 1.25 million on a one-year deal for 36 year old thomas grice who was part of detroit's goalie tantum a year ago over the past two years he played for the Isles with better results prior but did see 25 game starts with detroit last year and that's more than limited backup use on a young into their rebuild detroit club the team in front of grice in st louis is more so close to the Isles group during Grace's time then to Detroit's of the last two seasons so don't I'd say over focus on Grice's stat line in that Detroit stint he isn't getting younger and his usage needs to acknowledge that reality would be the counterpoint to it here's really what you might want to focus on it isn't Binner's ability in the postseason but his ability to stay healthy and to actually be the workhorse number one that he is paid to be in the regular season where he simply seems to have the game played cap of no more than 50 two years ago the older Grice had 31 game starts for Detroit and that math doesn't work out to be 82 remember it's 25 for Grice last year and he is a year older now last year in the regular season Bennington's game starts was 36 as Huso carried the starter spot more so to a split duty than at 27 years of age Huso prime age could with prime age Bennington do and it's Huso's play that had St. Louis arrive on solid ground entering the playoffs Grice in that split duty likelihood is unlikely the St. Louis duo for next season record wise accounts for 61 games played in the regular season last year really shy of 82 a team will play Bennington ideally needs to be at 55 games played and the starter and have way better than the 3.13 goals against average in the regular season he did last year when he had a lessened workload. He needs to play more and play better and something about his consistency in the long regular season remains undemonstrated as if he is bored by it. What he has to show to me, is the workload starter regular season value because it's the key piece to putting St. Louis where I have them. Meanwhile, Grice needs to be good in the backup duties than near to what games played he had a year ago and that is a fairly realistic as an expectation for this tantum but whether it goes to plan is another the goalie bright spot otherwise is top prospect Joel Hofer 22 he's already played a couple of NHL games and didn't look out of place however his development deserves way more American League time than being rushed into the spotlight with the big club at such a young age that said injury replacement he really slots as the next goalie option up i won't say hofer can't play in the nhl yet he in his audition proved he very well will one day but that doesn't mean he should this soon. There was ton of goalie injuries a year ago. St. Louis went through that, made Hofer's playing happen. The repeat of that would not be good news for St. Louis as a team. Yet, if Hofer needed to play spot duty to cover some lost games, St. Louis, I don't think, suffers. St. Louis's three other goalies, Colton Ellis, Will Cranley, and Vladim Zorenko, also like Hofer, are on their entry-level contracts and the latter 321 years old word out of st louis is a zarenko showed so well in rookie camp it is he not ellis with hofer anticipated to be playing in the nhl at the regular season start as long as all the goalies are healthy of course looking at the st louis d group it remains the status quo as it was post deadline day last season as the big signing was re-upping left-hand defenseman nicoletti 31 on a four-year four million per deal after st louis acquired him at last year's trade deadline my initial reaction was both term and aav seemed a touch too high and the term too lengthy if you asked me i would have said 3.5 million per on a three-year deal max however short-term st louis solidifies a real vet solid top 4d group it gave right-hand defenseman colton Perenko, 29 a top pair experienced partner that prior to luddy's arrival by trade was absolutely a noticeable missing piece there is something to me about getting max value out of Pareco by giving him a vet d partner and not saddling your stud d man with lesser value d players to have him have to compensate for how that looks over a full year provided it's an all healthy group is an uptick and at least it's expected for the top four d group That slots right-hand defenseman Justin Falk, 30, with left-hand defenseman Tori Krug, 31, as the second pairing, and that has both also slotted well, and they now have had time to work at especially complementing each other. Letty, as I mentioned, signed for four years. The other three previously all signed at 6.5 million AAV, and Krug and Falk five years more with the youngest, Pareco eight years to go the ages of the group you can wonder how the contracts age as all play into their 30s Pareco is just shy of being in those years now at 29 the others in them but again simply on short-term value it's hard to find a team that is as good a top four d group at present the three players identifiable as the bottom pair and healthy scratch options looked to be right-hand defenseman robert pertuzzo 33 on a 950k two-year deal signed in season last year with left-hand defense options marco scandela 32 3.275 million per two years to go and restricted free agent nico Mikola 26 signed on a one-year 1.9 million pack Scandela last year saw his top four role diminish, and he also was like several St. Louis D, also out some of the playoffs due to injury. He will be on. LTIR to start the season, it was announced this week as in preparation for the upcoming season, he injured himself, and the timeline is that he is set to be reevaluated in March. What I was planning to focus on prior to the injury is how pricey for a bottom pair usage Scandela is. However, as a five spot move up to play top four injury replacement, if Scandela wasn't injured himself and had a bounce back season, it had value. But last year it was hard because of the diminished returns due to Scandela struggles it's to say st louis moving on from scandela if he were healthy was a topic last year and at his cost remaining and not playing top four moving on from his contract would be desirable to create cap space sure his time on ir does afford a window for st louis to use and it's worth mentioning cap friendly has st louis at the cap as it is where the team is less The 750k available needed to sign another roster player with Scandela listed on LTIR. The path for Prime Aged Mikola to pair with Portuzo is more likely with Scandela sidelined, and Mikola is adequate, big body, bottom pair, and priced accordingly, Prime Aged D Man. Just, neither Mikola nor especially Bortuzzo have top four injury replacement value. And then, situationally, I'm here to tell you St. Louis doesn't actually need them to play up the lineup with an injury even with Scandella out. Rookie bright spot of a year ago, left-hand defenseman Scott Perunovic, 23, certainly showed NHL playable value in a sheltered role a year ago when called upon. But while most are going to say the depth chart most benefits Perunovic's chances of making the club, his development is needing him to be an everyday player and he could log more minutes in the American Hockey League in Springfield and come in with a top-four injury to St. Louis by call-up while not actually playing NHL regular bottom pair minutes over Mikula. Prunovic's waiver exemption as an entry-level contract prospect makes him the most flexible, and St. Louis with a vet D group absolutely can't have him as a 7th D. And even as a bottom pair option, he ought to develop at the AHL another year where he logs the big minutes and gets into all those key game situations that he won't get at the NHL level. That seventh spot really should be a battle between front runner left hand defenseman Callie Rosen, 28, who returns on a two year 762 k per deal, and right hand defenseman Steven Santini, 27, a 750 k one year deal. Prime age bottom pair replacement value. NHL defenseman. That one of makes more sense as the seventh everyday defenseman, healthy scratch with the absence of Scandela more so than Perunovic. And Rosen in his limited play was adequate, that I would lean to him slotting as the team's seventh D. Again, in a top-four injury, Rosen isn't playing top-four, but that's when Perunovic could get a call-up and slot in. Letty taking over for Scandala's top-four spot of a year ago, and really, St. Louis' is set-up as they were a year ago. Yet, in this case of Mikola, Rosen, and Perunovic, there's more confidence based on last year's play in the overall D-group depth. Scandella would have been the D-man to have said, "I want to see a Show Me bounce back campaign," but that injuries postponed that possibility. Not worried about top prospect Perunovic either as he matures. However, it's one-year big man Nico Mikola who really needs to show he can solidify being at minimum an everyday bottom pair NHL defenseman, even a five-spot injury replacement top four, and at 26, he has at moments shined and others left wanting in his consistency. So much so, equally, journeyman left-hand defenseman Kelly Rosen has comparable playing value and is way better cost-wise of the top four again st louis has had talks on potentially moving on from tory krug a year ago and that is where st louis would slot prunovich if they did however while it would free up calf space does it make st louis better in the short term i'm wondering the push to have perunovic on the big club when he is waiver exempt playing development time is more valuable even if at the hl for another season moving krug as well doesn't without a d return simply put st louis's d group roster back to pre-deadline a year ago when they were needing another defenseman For example, sending the older Krug to Arizona in a package for the younger, better AAV-priced Jacob Chikrin, both top four NHL current value, would be great for St. Louis, but it's utter fantasy if you think Arizona wants that even as part in the return. And that's likely why both D-men remain with their current clubs of a year ago. Krug's age and size isn't what Arizona is wanting to add and especially not at the loss of what should have been their out-of-the-rebuild cornerstone D-man in Chikrin. That's one-sided trade dreaming unrealistic. In fairness, as we transition to talk about St. Louis's firepower in the top nine, re-upping Mikula again after a good campaign if he has one this year is probably unlikely based on the available cap space, and Skandela was likely a cap casualty as a combo his injuries are making him kind of hard to move as a contract and that's real trouble with Scandella not being in the final year of his contract and missing regaining playing trade value this year because he won't be playing finally Rosen might just be with Bertuzzo, a better bottom pair that are under contract this year as well as next year to have them build bottom pair chemistry together this year as it is Scandellas become impossible to move, even if GM Armstrong wants to. Breakaway time, back with more. It's hard to be critical of St. Louis's top nine of a year ago, it boasted two 30-plus goal scorers, and the seven other regulars all surpassed 20-plus, even if they lost games played. injury such as Perron's 27 goals in 67 games played and Brady Shen 24 goals in 62 games played in the regular season St. Louis could have or did even run an 11 forward 70 set at times because the fourth line was well patchwork a year ago that dressing two and not three might have benefited the team most it's as the playoffs showed still debatable david perron 34 and notably his team leading nine playoff goals this is a big piece to subtract and while letty even on a slight overpay still is probably a better use of limited cap space especially with Scandela's loss to ir because there wasn't money to retain both and if letty had walked while st louis even would be shy of the money available cap space detroit gave david perron on his two-year 4.75 million per to fit him into the roster again anyways both could have left st louis kept one even so losing perron's character and production shouldn't be taken lightly what's true is that there's firepower and then some so much so when i was constructing the depth chart i had a very simple realization everyone in the team's top nine the eight that remain have a way to interchange that it's still guesswork and quite adjustable and will be through the season and really the only topic that also is hard to pin down is was there a player most identifiable to slot into where Peron's vacant place was oh and as well i guess list two lines worth of fourth line capable nhl players you need three of to make a fourth line with additionally that really your guess if i just let you pick from those options is as good as mine might be on who actually gets the jobs For example, looking at the top nine of St. Louis as opposed to a top six because we can identify a returning group of eight. 20 plus goal getters and four of those can play center most agreeable is 1c ryan o'reilly 31 and this year i think most slot robert thomas 23 at 2c what of left center Braden shen 30 and ivan Barbashev, 26 both 20 plus goal guys a year ago i put one of them at 3c i put Barbashev to slot Shen at left wing on the top line with o'reilly you could switch those two slot left wings pavel bushnevich 27 and Brandon sod 29 up into the top six and keep Bushnevich on the third line left wing or put Barbashev in Shen spot and keep Bushnevich at second line left wing and sod third line left wing that is with Shen as I have on the top line left wing where I put the other two I don't even think where we are at with the forward group, center, and left over the top nine. You don't need any coaching knowledge on how to slot this because it's pretty hard to say any order is most ideal. Likewise, given Jordan Kyrou, 24, and regular season team-leading goal-getter Vlade are who you slot on right wing on the top two lines. And again, I could flip those two, yet I put Kyrou with Shen and O'Reilly, and put Thomas between Russians Bushnevich and Tarasenko really liked Barbashev between those two wingers but don't see Thomas as a third line center nor Shen although Sod and Thomas are nice but does that make keeping Bushnevich and Tarasenko third line wingers then you might as a coach just say the team's top nine are all top six value and the lines I'm trying to share it probably least matters on how they slot just that the three lines find production and potentially a mismatch for one against most lesser deep teams that to Locked save for one third line right wing spot for Peron, who, of course, was not a third line right wing value, nor paid as one, but top six value. Well, like all eight forwards, St. Louis has in the top nine still and it is any other st louis's forward job to take a hold of my preference is a right shot but it doesn't necessarily need to be so my third line had sod on left wing and Barbashev at 3c however you could slot Bushnevich and sod up to the top two lines move shen to third line center and put Barbashev on the left wing point is st louis needs a right wing for the top nine however this shakes out with the line combos my two likely candidates are newly acquired right wing center Noel achari 30 on a 1.25 million one-year deal or center right winger alex torpachenko 23 on a one-year 750k deal but he is injured. Torpechenko to me solidifies this spot at some point in the regular season upon return and either way think these two fill out the right wing side although one could end up the fourth line center even. Both to me are in St. Louis's playing forward group 12 when healthy. Now St. Louis has given right winger Tyler Pitlick 30 a PTO who also tops out as having potential third line NHL value still who is the roster casualty of him making the team and signing a contract well time will tell whether he can stick or endures the james neal treatment of a year ago but it's an interesting twist as he plays right wing also a pair of can't seem to stick in the nhl ahl injury replacement right wing options both were added martin frick who has one of the hardest shots going and with la's ahl affiliate he put up 40 goals in 58 games played last year and josh olivo who was a 20 goal getter in the a while getting under seven games played at the nhl with carolina a year ago frick six with big club la However, Reliable Cap Friendly didn't put any of those players in that third-line right-wing spot. They, in fact, list center-left shot Clem Claston on the third-line depth chart, and that's not an impossibility. That's who I did slot at fourth line center on my depth chart but Pitlick created a way to slide Costen to his natural left wing spot 29 year old Matthew Pekka an injury replacement left center although St. Louis definitely could move a center from the wing to slot down as they have in my lineup six capable centers and my fourth line left winger Logan Brown is listed as a left wing center still think he plays a wing if he makes the playing 12 that was also prior to Pitlick's PTO so if you say slotted Achari on the third line right wing Pitlick at fourth line right wing with Torpachenko at fourth line center you could slot left center Coston on his natural side left wing and actually healthy scratch Logan Brown you want to know who is in tough to me it is Logan Brown never mind St. Louis picked up left shot winger Matthew Highmore 26 who played in Vancouver a year ago and had time with chicago Pryor, a good 13th or 14th forward option as well as nathan walker 28 who's on a 750k two-year deal highmore's a one-year i'd order that brown high more than walker last and default to playing pitlick and coston on the wings as the best fourth line available coston actually above all of them On the left wing in playable value before i'm done however let's toss in a new wrinkle of what i really want and it didn't even require pitlick's pto to accomplish you put torpachenko or achari at third and or fourth line right wing i don't know keep Costin at fourth center but just put top prospect jake neighbors 20 at left wing on the fourth line except for him getting more valuable playing time because he projects to be a top six not a bottom six player of the players at camp well he actually is the best left-wing option if you just pick st louis's best 12 players to dress neighbors can be an everyday nhl player but i waited this long to mention it because honestly there is hardly a good reason to rush him especially when it would be for a fourth line roster spot it's hard to take any of bush Saad, and one of shen or Barbashev, and have one of them say play fourth line to get neighbors at least third line nhl development minutes while st louis's top four d group was locked in four plus years provided Krug is capped. The same can't be said for the forward group and the window to win a cup is well this year, if St. Louis can. Here's why. While St. Louis locked the two emerging forward young stars, Cairo 24, Thomas 23, both in the final year of 2.8 million deals, that will next year start two eight-year 8.125 million per ones with st louis up against the cap so something has to give that money is in cup winning all-stars o'reilly and tarasenko in the last years of their 7.5 million deals next offseason as unimaginable as one might want to think there isn't money to sign one let alone both of them of the cup winners without trading away Braden shen with five years remaining to have the money to sign one so two of those three are in the last years with st louis or krug to devalue st louis's top four vet d group additionally say keeping logically o'reilly most would say even over tarasenko and shen all of which is well the conversation fans won't want to have but if Barbashev can duplicate his 20 plus goal campaign and with this group why wouldn't he this is also the final year of his 2.25 million per contract year deal that would definitely having another 25 plus goal season put him more in the 4 million per range so he also is probably in his final year st louis can't keep him additionally in next year's crunch there was no way to both pay the young guns market value and re-up the vets for next year maybe you deal sod somehow let tarasenko walk to keep shen and o'reilly not sure how the money works with that and i still think Barbashev departs because i think he can with who he is going to play again with duplicate his goal production and that makes this year st louis's window now given neighbors and in Torpachenko probably will all a year from now all have real top-nine value if roster spots were available. It's not like St. Louis is going to all of a sudden be bad. What you do need to realize is never mind the tough decisions with no money to either keep D-Man Luddy over solid vet forward Perron this past season felt rough as a St. Louis fan to see, while well, next summer will be worse because this group can't even moving forward, now injured Scandela and in a salary dump, and also Mikola if he pays himself out of the cap room bottom pair value it doesn't mean St. Louis doesn't lose some of the big forwards from the mix no matter how it shakes out and having any over 1 million pricey bottom pair D after this year is a cap killer St. Louis is going to have to toss a future pick for a salary dump of Scandela, it looks to get him off the books st louis's forward group also in subtraction to perron included right wing center dakota joshua 26 who signed with vancouver on a two-year 8.25k per deal that definitely would have been in the mix for that fourth line right wing spot had he stayed and he to me was a bottom six value player casualty I liked his game, but the numbers certainly made a tough path to crack the St. Louis club. And don't forget that St. Louis parted ways with prime age center right winger Oscar Sundquist to have room for Letty a year ago at the deadline as well. And that's who, if he still was with St. Louis, I would have slotted in the top nine with Peron gone right wing Mackenzie McKeckern 28 takes a one-year 750k deal with Carolina and I have trouble even liking him as an injury replacement NHL player value definitely not a fourth Everyday NHL player value, even in his prime years, that well to me is just below comparable value to all of Logan Brown, Highmore, and Walker, who I don't have in the playing 12 but would rate higher as injury replacements. Also, injury limited last year center right winger Tyler Bozak, 36, remains unsigned as an unrestricted free agent, but there's no money for him to return. He's still especially on the PK and as a bottom six had playable value so given the cap crunch for st louis is actually worse next offseason the whole show me forwards are the pending four unrestricted free agents to watch the cup winning all-star vets o'reilly and tarasenko whether Barbashev can duplicate his 25 plus goals and newly acquired but one year achari ability to solidify a spot especially a top nine role The other show-me group is the bubble never-quite NHL everyday players that need to show that they are worth keeping around after this year. That is headlined by Hometown Brown, Highmore, Walker, Levo, and Frick, do any of this group demonstrate every day at least fourth line NHL playing value or remain bounced between hours, injury call-ups mostly? At low cost, who is back a year from now, based on this upcoming year, when they get the opportunity in injury to show they can stick or not, as they have till this point all in their respective careers. Only Walker is signed for more than a year. All of that still requires the backstopping, show-me, regular season from Binnington to arrive as a reliable workhorse to situate St. Louis rightfully in the playoff mix for good matchups to then be able to playoff-built, go on a run. You don't automatically get to be playoff-bound, and really my biggest pause is, unlike a year ago, it isn't prime age something to prove, contract year, who so, that can carry the mail, than to let Bennington play off shine as he is known to do can a 36 year old Grice duplicate what Huso did if St. Louis needed him to do that like a year ago and I don't care if you think that's unfair but this cap that 50 games played or less regular season and one a year ago that left Bennington waiting to reclaim his crease requires a workhorse regular season to demonstrate Bennington can. And this tantum doesn't strike me even as a split duty capable one. So it really depends on Bennington and no excuses because the roster constructed by GM Doug Armstrong in front of him looks to be cup competitive and should be a playoff lock. The narrative can't be if only St. Louis had kept Gouy Hueso either because that was not in the playbook options that you can't revisionist history it that badly. Likewise, Letty over Peron is a hard... Held the swallow i'm sure for st louis fans yet that deep piece over the forward group that's returning with the firepower probably is the better less likable decision to choose and when skandala went down even before camp well it's already showing why it was good of the two positionally opposite options why it was the one that needed most attention i project st louis with a 43 24 10 record 106 points third and central division next up minnesota
0: would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want i'll have an old-fashioned
2: I'll have a margarita.
0: Now you can with the Bartesian Home Cocktail Maker. Bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button. Choose from over 50 different cocktails, from classics to the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today. You'll always get freshly mixed, perfectly balanced cocktails with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. And now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever at bartesian.com slash holiday. Entertaining? The Bartesian is ideal for parties. No need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes. Every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds. The Bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail. Now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever. It's available right now, only at bartesian.com slash holiday. That's bartesia ncom slash holiday for Bartesian's best deal ever. Only at bartesian.com slash holiday.